Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on Friday. You know what that means. It's Freedom Friday, your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today politically. It's all up to you and not me for a change. So you better get at it right now because at the bottom of the hour, I have an unusual um, Senate race here in Oregon to have an interview about. Rich Vile is a former Republican state representative uh, who unfortunately lost his seat. Uh, He is running now as an independent in the newly drawn, the former Jimmy, Ginny Burdick, seat that has been completely redrawn and running in fact there's a story about it here uh in the oregonian and it's about how you have three um non-incumbents who are running for this senate seat all right so rich has raised the most money out of all of this He's a lawyer, and uh, he's not he's not practicing law in his law firm anymore, which he sold. He's a grape farmer also, but he, he does represent, he said, a few farmers in the area. He's not in the Hillsborough area, and that's part of this newly drawn district. Anyway, we're going to have an interview with Rich at the bottom of the hour because it is – how do you think this can turn out? So this is a a big Democrat advantage district over Republicans. Two to one, folks. Two to one. That's a big, insurmountable, but the biggest group by far are the unaffiliated voters. The 46% of them in the district that are registered voters are unaffiliated voters. Now, if you add in what's happening on the Republican side, what do you think's going on here? Hmm? I'm talking about the Republican side with Christine Drazen running for governor, with the dynamic of Betsy Johnson. Story about that today too, by the way, a Chanley story. You know, there's a follow-up to their uh, debate that they had between the three candidates. They they just asked this question: Who do you think won? You think it'll change anybody's mind? Well, we talked about that yesterday. There is still a very large. Here, here's my take on all of this, whether it's my conversation with Rich here, or it is the governor's race, because there is a large number of undecided people, undecided voters out there, that are probably going to vote because this is one of those years where people are really unhappy about everything. Just about everything. And they're going to vote. The question is who they're going to vote for. The question is, is there messaging, advertising, awareness, whether it's knocking on doors, whether it's TV ads, radio ads, online ads, is there anything that can be done to move those those 12 to 15 percent of undecided voters into any particular governor's race camp. Now, 
that relates to this Senate race. It relates to it because if you're an unaffiliated voter, what's going to move you? In fact, if there are any unaffiliated voters out there listening to me right now, let me ask you that question. If you haven't made up your mind, what's going to move you right now? In fact, if you're Republican or Democrat and you have not made up your mind yet, what's going to move you? Seriously. Ask yourself that question. What would move you to vote in a particular direction? 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Again, at the bottom of the hour, independent, unaffiliated candidate for Senate District, Oregon Senate District 18. Rich Vile will be joining us. And, you know, we'll talk about all of these issues. Uh, he says, uh, at least in this story, he says that one of the reasons he left the Republican Party is because he felt like the Republican Party left him. So we'll ask him why. Uh, he wants to bring people together. Um, and he says that's developing good policies demands we work together. I, I can't disagree with that at all. Not treat the process as a team sport where you cannot afford to allow the other side to score. Now, he said that in an email here. All right. So in politics, at least when it comes to voting, maybe not so much what he's talking here about good policies, developing good policies. In voting, it's a zero-sum game, sort of like trading stocks, right? Someone who votes for you is not voting for the other guy or gal. And you're asking for their vote. So it becomes a zero-sum game in terms of elections. But it isn't that way when you get to, when you get to the point of actually developing policies. Here's the dirty little secret. Maybe I'll ask Rich about this, but this is absolutely the truth, folks. A lot of you out there saying, well, Betsy Johnson voted with Tina Kotek 92% of the time. That came out of the Drazen campaign. You might be shocked to learn that that's about the same average Republican and Democrat who vote across party lines. Now, why would that be? You say, what? Drazen voted 92% of them? Yeah. In fact, on some really big ideological wedge issues, Drazen voted more with Betsy, or rather more with Tina than she did with Betsy. The exception of that tax increase that Betsy shouldn't have voted for. Yes, you're right. And you know why it is that Republicans and Democrats in the legislature vote across party lines is because most of the bills that come before the legislature are budget bills, they're policy bills that are you know, fixing problems in previous legislation, which is a whole nother conversation, by the way. They're bipartisan bills. Now, you end up voting with a lot of other people. 
Many of these bills, you don't, you may not realize many of these bills are not just budget bills, but they're fee bills, fee increase bills. And most Republicans vote for them. Now you're voting with the Democrats. Now the big, again, the big ideological wedge issues like the gross receipts tax, like, like gun issues, uh, abortion, all those things are the big wedge issues that clearly divide, or divide rather, the parties in the legislature. But you might be surprised to learn, again, that most of the time Republicans and Democrats vote together. I know that may really surprise many of you. You say, come on, Jeff, that's not true. Yeah, just start looking it up. Interesting piece, by the way, in The Federalist that prompts this question I want to ask. Again, it's Freedom Friday, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. And if you send them to me, I will try to read them on the air. So don't wait till the end of the show. <laughs> this Federalist story, uh, here's the headline. As the media's pro-abortion propaganda heats up, Catholic hospitals are in the crosshairs. So let me ask you this. Do you think that the Democrats are completely missing, completely missing the real messaging that's effective that really people care about by concentrating and focusing almost solely and completely on abortion? And the media is right there stoking that fire. You think that's a mistake? I'm going to tell you, I think it is. I think they're missing it entirely. And that's because the emotional issues, even though it's an emotional issue, the real emotional issues are your crime, the impact of homelessness, just the tyranny of government saying, you can't go here and you can't do that. You can't go to church. You can't go work out at a gym. You gotta be forcibly vaccinated. And we're gonna teach your white kids in school that they're racist just because of their skin color. That's the stuff that matters more than abortion. I think there is a... Um, a case to be made that they have just missed it altogether. And I'm happy as a clam because it isn't what is moving the voters. Now, there is a Liberty Daily headline. New Mexico County audit of primary shows a 25% difference between the machine count of the vote, electronic vote tabulation machines, and the hand count. 25%? What? Wow. We'll get into that because that tub dovetails into that a uh, particular story that we talked about yesterday. How in Tennessee, 
In Tennessee, a, an astute poll worker caught the fact that the machine count of how many ballots had actually been cast didn't match how many were in her stack. They went back and audited it, and they found out that the machine was dramatically undercounting the number of actual ballots cast. Kathy writes me an email, says, I can't say who won, but I can tell you who lost. Tent City Tina, in relate to the governor's debate. Dale writes me a text message on Freedom Friday. Says, Jenny Burdick, there's somebody that never knew me from Adam, yet appointed her miserable, men- mentally ill self to be the, ra- the rationer of my constitutional rights. By the way, you know, she resigned from the legislature to go get a cushy state job. Just saying, maybe that ought to be outlawed. Kind of like, you know, um, members of Congress even trading in stock. You want to talk about corrupt? That's it. That's how you go into Congress, a pauper, and come out a multimillionaire. It is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220. Interview with Rich Vile, independent candidate for Oregon Senate District 18 is coming up at the bottom of the hour. Friends, I uh, want to remind you, want to thank Power Honda for being one of our great sponsors of both this radio station and this particular radio show. You're looking for a new or used car? Go to mypowerhonda.com. Mypowerhonda.com. It's 620. We'll be right back. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. By the way, a state employee who shall never be named uh, sent me the Fox News story about Tina Kotek getting roundly criticized by the head of the Portland Police Union who says that um, he criticized Tina Kotek claiming her claim during the, the final debate on Channel 8 that she's always been a supporter of law enforcement. He pushed back on that. He said that is just simply not true and then he also said something that relates to the difference between Christine Drazen and Betsy you know what that is Schmaltz said this is the Portland Police Union head that the Oregon's, Oregon legislative efforts to rein in police excesses in urban areas ultimately had a huge impact on police officers all over the state. Now, these were Tina Kotek's six bills that hurt the cops' ability all across the state of Oregon, not just the state police, not just Portland police, all across the state of Oregon, including sheriffs to be able to do their job to keep you safe. 
And guess who voted for all six of them with Tina Kotek? Christine Drazen. Guess who voted against all six of them? Betsy Johnson. I'm just saying, folks. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. There has been an injunction filed in New Mexico. It's confirmed. Torrance County, which is a small New Mexico county, did an audit of their Dominion machines. You know those vote tabulation machines? Shows a 25% difference between what the machine said and what the hand count is of actual votes cast. They filed an emergency injunction based on a lawsuit. These machines are not reliable. Now, this is the professor who is in New Mexico. He was up at the Gathering of the Eagles last year, David Clements. He is an actual college professor, very smart guy. He said this. They updated it. So not only did they find in the hand audit that the machines are 25% off, and they filed the lawsuit and the injunction, all 24, and this is what he tweets, all 24 of the Dominion Tabulator SD cards from the 2022, let me say that again, the 2022 primary, folks. All 24 of the Dominion Tabulator SD cards from the 2022 primary have been entered into evidence with the sheriff's office. Remember, I go back and I tell you constantly, sheriffs are key to ensuring that we have transparent and accurate elections. When you do an audit that shows a 25% discrepancy between what the machine says is how many votes were counted and what the hand count of the actual votes put through the machines are, you got a problem. Now in Oregon, they want to hide all of that data. How did that happen? Well, they don't want you to know. That's the ruling that came out of the Sipple case. Now, the professor also tweets more breaking news from Torrance County. Torrance County's 83 voters. In Torrance County, 83 voters were no longer on the rolls one month after the primary. He writes, they may never have been there in the first place. There are only 1,600 votes in the county, period. And they are missing 5% of their voters. 44 addresses could not be found by the county's assessor office and I bet that the left will say these are election deniers really you got 44 addresses in a county with 1600 1600 total voters you can't find 44 addresses on file with the county assessor's office you got a problem Why do you think the sheriff's involved? And you have 5% of your voters that were no longer on the voter rolls a month after the primary. That's 83 out of 1,600 voters. 
couldn't be found on the voter rolls. They may not have been there to begin with. Oh, and it gets a little partisan. A further tweet. Democrat votes were pretty close in terms of the count, the Dominion count, between those that were Democrat who, who handed in ballots and those that were Republicans. And then he says, Republican votes were way off. All of the ballots were processed on the same tabulators. These party-specific errors happened on all the tabulators across the country, he alleges, regardless of whether the voter voted absentee, early, or on election day. I'd call that machine manipulation, wouldn't you? Folks, it's a problem. They filed a lawsuit and an injunction. I wonder how many times this is happening all across the country. And if anybody's actually really even looking. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Back in a moment with Rich Vile. Independent, former Republican, now running as an independent. For Oregon Senate District 18. We'll talk with him in a moment. Don't go away. It is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? It's 6 30. Call Jeff now at 503 589 1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you back with us in Political Coffee is the name of this show. And it's Friday. We call it Freedom Friday. That's your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. It doesn't have to be what's on my plate. It's really easy. You just call 503-589-1220, 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Or just send me an email to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. It's getting cold. We got rain coming. And if your HVAC system, your heating and cooling system is not keeping up, yeah, you're going to be miserable this winter. So why don't you just bite the bullet and call Freedom Heating and Air right now. They'll come out right away, assess your problem, and get it fixed. It's one of the great services they offer and how they've built such a great business in the Mid-Valley area for almost 50 years. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's all one word, Freedom Heating and Air. Dot net. Joining us right now is former Republican legislator, now unaffiliated or independent candidate, Rich Vile, who is running for the Senate District uh, 18 seat. Rich, good morning to you. Morning, Jeff. How you doing? Man, fantastic. I got all my farm work done and I'm ready for the rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky. Not all of us got everything done. I've got a few things got to get done yet this morning. And you grow grapes, right? Um, not, not as a winemaker, you just grow grapes that you didn't sell to. Did I see the the school district? We we have uh, seedless table grapes that we started selling to the Portland area uh, school districts for school lunches about 
oh, 10 years ago, and it's grown to include most of the metro area schools. Wow, no kidding. That's uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, um, to start off, uh, you have also endorsed Betsy Johnson for governor as uh, I have, and, and I wanted to ask you why you chose to do that. As an aside, it's not necessary to our conversation today about your running for the Senate District 18, but it is relevant because you chose to do that for a reason. Why? Well, uh, first of all, I think Betsy's a fantastic uh, leader. Uh, when I was in the legislature as a Republican, she is a Democrat. She was one of the very few people that really uh, taught me how you could work together on issues that you may not always agree on. And Betsy was the kind of person that listened. She was the kind of person that would engage in um, debate over something in a way that didn't become uh, a team sport, that you had to win the fight. Uh, and as a result, we had a lot of things that we were able to do together that, uh, that really uh, pushed a, a good policy agenda forward. So I, I just think she's a fantastic leader. But I also happen to believe that we have arrived at the point that uh, George Washington forecast in his farewell speech to the nation where the uh, partisan polarity would create a situation that would divide our country in ways that really put the democracy at peril. And therefore, having somebody like Betsy get elected and uh, set an example of uh, putting people before policy uh, team sport uh, is really important. Indeed. Now let's get to your race. By the way, if you want to check out uh, Rich's website for his Senate race, uh, you can go to Elect Rich Vile. It's V as in Victor, I-A-L dot com. Elect Rich Vile dot com and you can see everything that that uh, is his vision and what he believes in so so why are you running for the senate seat now as an unaffiliated um well i'm running as an unaffiliated because honestly i don't believe that the party system is going to give us the kind of legislative engagement that will be necessary to address the big problems like um like homelessness, like the the crime uh, situation that we're experiencing, uh, like uh, getting our education system back on track, et cetera. Uh, if we continue to make those policy decisions a matter of team sport where one side has to win and cannot let the other side have a good idea, uh, we're just not going to get anywhere. Um, I will tell you that I think in my case, that being my primary uh, objective in running. I, I originally went down to Salem because I'd served for years and years here as the planning commission chairman in Washington County, and I wanted to get roads built. But uh, I found out upon arrival that the majority party wasn't interested in uh, <laughs> nope. roads. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, as a, and as a result, I didn't, you know, I just didn't get a, I didn't get any traction with the bill. I, I didn't get anywhere. I'd still like to get some roads built, but my primary objective right now is to uh, move the process of legislation. And, and as you know, having been there yourself, the the um, culture of the 
uh, of the body is as important as anything. The way we put our rules together, the way we uh, engage with one another, yep, all of that right. goes into yeah. how effective you are. And so that's that's my objective is to see if I can't nudge that culture back in the direction of uh, cooperative, thoughtful, nuanced policy making instead of just uh, uh, partisan polarity. We're talking with Rich Vile. He is an independent candidate for Senate District 18. Now this is the former Jenny Burdick's uh, Senate seat, but has been dramatically changed from what it used to look like, it still has an overwhelming almost two-to-one advantage in Democrat voter registration over Republican. But I was surprised to learn, Rich, and, and there is this, uh, there's this story in the Oregonian about your race that 46% of the voters are unaffiliated in that district. That's a stunning number. Folks, again, if you want to go check out Rich's uh, website it is electrichvial.com electrichvial.com so what obviously you're a retail politician you know how to go out and knock on doors and talk with people as you're talking to people what is it that it seems to be the issues that that the independent unaffiliated voter cares about what's going to move them rich well everybody's still concerned about the uh, homelessness. Everybody still wants to talk about did Measure 110 do what it was supposed to do or did it make things worse? Uh, people still want to talk about how they feel the education system is letting them and their children down. But I will tell you, I, I've done retail politics um, for a while and I've knocked on a lot of doors and this time it's very different. Um, when you knock on that door as a politician, you can expect a bit of a scowl usually and a bit of a skeptical look when when people come to the door uh, at the minute i say hi i'm rich vile running as the nonpartisan candidate for senate district 18 the words nonpartisan cause a change in the demeanor of people at the door that's and interesting time and time okay. again yeah time and time again mm. it's like nonpartisan oh wow i that that's something I'm really interested in. And I hear that over and over and over. And so I, I think that people are uh, genuinely interested in that. Now, are they ready to set aside their fear of somebody they really, really don't like getting elected and therefore run back to their team to make sure their team wins? Uh, that's, of course, what the polls are telling us about Betsy's race, and even though right. I haven't polled my race recently, I suspect it's similar, but I hope not. I hope people are actually ready to uh, exercise the courage to follow through on that desire to have a, um, a, a more nonpartisan legislature represent them. So uh, let, let's talk for a moment. We've we got about three minutes left. Um, Measure 111 is, in fact, I've got an email from Julie from her phone. It says, everyone should read John Kitzhaber's editorial encouraging everyone to vote no on Measure 111. She's not a fan of John Kitzhaber, but this is a good read. This is, healthcare is not a right. 
and never should be. So Measure 111 establishes health care as a right in Oregon. What do you think about that? We actually had that bill come before us, a bill to refer a similar measure back in 2017, the constitutional right to health care. Yes. And uh, it just it just does not make sense. Um, now, health care is a big issue. And honestly, sure. I think our health care system is screwed up. But to say it's a constitutional right and everybody gets it, period, without putting any structure in place for how we would fund it, how we would administer it, et cetera, makes no sense whatsoever. And I really agree with John Kitzhopper's view on this one. So, uh, Rich, we've got about a minute left. What's your parting um, statement? You, you want the listeners who may vote for you listening to this show, what do you want them to take away from this conversation today? I, the, the fact that I served with people in the legislature, generally really good people, well-intentioned, honestly uh, desirous of doing the best for their constituents, but they were constrained by party loyalty. And with leaders like Tina Kotek in charge, if you broke from that party loyalty, you had no opportunity to have a voice in the legislature. I just hope that we will uh, find ourselves as a people uh, supportive of the idea of changing that culture so that we can get uh, leaders in the legislature that really will um, ex- be able to exercise the courage necessary to do the right thing rather than the party loyal thing. Thank you, Rich. Be blessed. Talk to you again. Great to talk to you, Jeff. Have a good day. Electrichvile.com is the website. Elect- Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about anything politically you want to talk about today. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. Uh, shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. In, in a moment, we'll go to the phones. I want to remind you, Eric Azer is a contractor you can absolutely trust, and he's got a website that can prove it. All you need to do is go to righteousrenovations.com. Check it out. Great kitchen and bathroom remodels and really happy customers. Lots of pictures RighteousRenovations.com. We'll start first on Freedom Friday with Kathy. Kathy, good morning to you. Good morning. So I saw a story, a local news story. Somebody was, um, Porter was interviewing regular people looking for help for their substance abuse. Some were alcohol, some were drugs, but mostly what the story was about, that they can't get help. When they ask, they're turned away because they have some sort of lottery system where only a certain number of people can be helped. And so the whole, the whole time I was watching that, I was wondering, where is this treatment money that we were promised if we got pot shops on every corner? Um, 
Where's all that money, the tax money? Well, <laughs> that was a subject of some controversy in that a lot of that money was, I mean, it was like $250 million sitting there. It was supposed to go to all of these drug treatment programs, and the bureaucracy couldn't figure out how to efficiently um, distribute that money. And this was like over a five or a six month period. It was the subject of a couple of uh, news stories out there. And finally they got it, their act partially together and they have been distributing the money uh, to some extent. Now, I don't know how much has truly gone out the doors and it remains to be seen, Kathy, in all honesty, if it's having any positive impact. Now, you would think it would, but you know, I could tell you from my own experience with my older brother, my late older brother, who was deeply alcoholic for many, many years. And it took about three tries of him going through um, rehabilitation uh, and alcohol treatment for him to actually make it stick. And so, you know, I wonder again, the effectiveness of some of these programs, is it gonna make a difference? Well, I just think, I think citizens need, uh, I didn't vote for that for pot shops, but um, I don't know, they should have, have to provide some sort of accounting that can be checked. I completely agree. Kathy, thank you uh, very much. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. You know, I use CBD for my pain, some of my old injuries, both that I uh, did in athletics and uh, I did on the doing stupid things on the farm, (laughs) let's be honest. And it works. And I buy my CBD products only from ProBioscience. This is a Salem company that uses only Oregon-grown CBD, which is the highest quality because Oregon has the toughest standards for CBD production. I know because I grew CBD. I know what it's like. I sold my products to ProBioscience, and they make incredibly great products. You hear me rave about their butter salve for rub-on pain relief. I use their their sleep formula, a little tincture that I put under my tongue before I go to bed at night, and I sleep better. Maybe you should try all-natural pain relief with no drugs in it. That's CBD from ProBioscience, and you can buy it online at their website, which is hempandcbdoutlet.com, all one word, hempandcbdoutlet.com. And get 15% off if you buy online by using the discount code FALL, F-A-L-L, FALL. Get 15% off. HempandCBDOutlet.com. Let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Jeff, um, I want to go to uh, where schools are holding parents accountable Okay. Uh, for their beliefs and their actions. The first one is, who's in control? The school? The parent? The child, maybe siblings, other family members, by how they define that and what the parent's belief is and what they do. And it reminded me of a time I testified on discrimination in the workplace based on their identi- how they identify themselves. 
I gave my background. I'm assuming, and I ask them, I'm assuming I can ask the questions about their identity when they were being hired. How they would define that, I would have this documented. If they took action that they didn't like, they could change the orientation and create an opportunity that was more damaging than what they were charging me to do. So the issue of changing that identity too uh, can uh, create a problem. Because remember, you couldn't ask a question whether someone was married or not, had children or whatever. I ask them, can I ask about a person's identity, how they self-identify? <laughs> because all you, all you have to, well, they do it all the time. So I could hit sit, sit there and go, you sure. passed me up for promotion or salary increase or whatever. I just changed my identity. Wow. Wow. That's, that's fascinating. You know, Tim, I continue to believe there's going to be all kinds of interesting fallout from this radical leftist direction pushing us into and, and your story here is is just one of those, I think, is uh, the rule of unintended consequences. I think that's what it's going to end up being. I think in future years, we're going to see a lot more of that. I think that's fascinating. Tim, thanks for sharing that with me. Um, friends, there's another interesting story that a Forest Service burn supervisor was arrested over in Grant County. The leader of a Forest Service crew that was doing a prescribed burn got arrested on charges of reckless burning after the fire they spread, the fire they set rather, spread on to private land. Grant County sheriffs said the 39-year-old burn boss was taken into custody and transported to jail. Now, that seems like a little extreme. Uh, not when you look at the record of the Forest Service. Now, prescribed burns are good things, but the record of the Forest Service in stopping forest fires that devastate our forest is not good. This is a powerful signal that your county sheriff is still the highest law enforcement officer in the land. And that no matter how wacky left the federal policies get, there's a price to pay at the local level. Good for the Grant County Sheriff. Friends, thanks for joining us this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you have found it interesting and informative and helpful in helping you change your world. Keep praying for this state, praying for this country, fighting and standing up for everything you believe. I'll see you Monday.